Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day right around the corner here. I do feel like we just scratched the surface on the little, hey, why uh, why the reaction one way for Jordy Ball? And it was, you know, to some degree villainizing Caleb Williams for his decision. So just to make sure that we've crossed our T's and dotted our I's here completely, they just feel completely different, don't they? Or they did. And, again, for me, with Caleb Williams, you uh, you got wrapped up in just the messiness of the Lincoln-Riley divorce and exiting in the shadow of the darkness, uh, creeping away in the, the darkness of the night, and just generally kind of leaving Oklahoma like it didn't matter that much. So that that alone was going to make it fairly messy. And then as some folks have pointed out on the text line here, it felt like Caleb Williams strung out the, the decision-making process. I mean, it was like week after week after week, we were talking about what is Caleb Williams going to do? Do you think he can come back? Ah, yeah, well, he's definitely coming back to Oklahoma. I don't know. Feels like this is trending the other direction. Now, I mean, it was like on and on and on. And then the family started saying bad things about uh, OU and Norman. So, it, it yeah, they just didn't play out the same at all. No, it, well, when he played that bowl game, everyone's thinking, okay, he is coming back. And then later on throughout the process, you're like, oh, man, the heat. I think he's going somewhere else. He could be following the coach. And – let me say, Caleb Williams was was then and always entitled to make whichever decision, whether it was name, image, likeness driven, or if it was I want to play for the coach that I committed to and signed with and Lincoln Riley driven, or if it was, hey, I just, you know, I, I like Hollywood. I want to be at USC. Whether it was all of those, I mean, he's entitled to, to make all of uh, – he's entitled to make that decision for all of those reasons. But Oklahoma fans are also entitled to feel whichever kind of way that they want to feel about it because it did play out differently. And Caleb Williams didn't come across as though leaving Oklahoma and being delicate with the way that he left was his. It wasn't as important to Caleb Williams, it didn't seem like, as it was to Jordy Ball. Is that fair to say? Yes. And, and you're right. It was very messy with Caleb Williams. Completely, to me, it's just completely opposite to what Jordy. I wouldn't really compare the two, and I know we got a bunch of texts in the Kinemar Chevrolet text line that also <laughs> don't like this comparison so much. K-Dub in the 918 has been sending this same text, and let's just go ahead and let's touch on this too. We're focusing on the wrong things. In consecutive years, the best player of their sport decided to leave OU for whatever reason. This has never happened. The environment we're providing for these student athletes need to be needs to be reevaluated because it's not a place where they want to stay. If the culture was as great as we're constantly told, these things wouldn't be happening. Well, fire away, Connor. I was just gonna say when he's talking about best players leaving Oklahoma, the two that he's talking about are Caleb Williams and Jordy Ball here. Right and. Look, uh, there's a yeah a strong argument to be made that that is the case. Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, Jordy Ball, most uh, outstanding player, uh, was magical in this women's college world series run. So I- I'm with it. The the best two players in the in the world in their sport at that moment in time, and 
And yet, I don't subscribe to that at all. The Caleb Williams situation, your head coach leaves. The head coach leaves, and he wants to be with the head coach. There's a massive Beats by Dre deal that clearly gets put together for him out west. I mean, that's tough to compete with. And Jordy Ball, she's accomplished just about everything you can accomplish in the sport outside of, hey, I want to win two more national championships with Oklahoma. Unfortunately, the price of being great, Connor, is okay. Well, now I want a new challenge. Right. That, that's what yeah. That's what Jordy Ball wants. If she goes to Nebraska, that's a challenge for her right there to try to build that program and turn them into something. So I don't, I don't look at either of those situations and say there's something in the water in Norman and what's going on and what's wrong. And actually, Caleb Williams, who we're sitting here and we're saying, okay, maybe wasn't as delicate as the way Jordy left, it was less Caleb Williams and more the people around Caleb Williams. His dad and the way that uh, his dad went about shopping the thing and, oh, he's going to go to Wisconsin and this and that, and then it wasn't really – Caleb Williams was really not that bad the way that he left Oklahoma and was nothing but nice to the Sooner fan base about his time at OU, that he enjoyed it. And so, to me, it's not like Caleb Williams came out and said (laughs) – uh, he, he he did say that there was, you know, the shopping and different things were important to him. And and that really maybe wasn't here in Norman uh-huh. or Oklahoma City. But that wasn't outright saying, hey, I think Norman stinks. Yeah. Or I think Oklahoma City is bad. Or uh, the fan – I mean, he's had nothing but nice things to say about the Oklahoma fan base, at least initially. Now, N- yeah, that, initially, that, tune, yes. that tune probably dramatically would shift after this last year. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the culture of each is not in question for football or softball. Someone says, Caleb kept us on the hook and, not, and did not just come out and say that he is leaving. Someone also says, that's a stupid argument. Caleb wanted to play for Lincoln, so he followed him. Jordy is homesick. Caleb Williams literally came to play for Riley. He was always going to follow him. We're getting a bunch anyway, of that, yes. Ohio that, Sooner, really good text. Both left due to external factors, nothing intrinsic, which nothing intrinsic about OU that made it happen. May, and maybe he w- and wanted, wanted more shopping stores. It, it, it click on that from the Cruton therapist, who is always here to, uh, to, uh, to help us out here. That opinion's not based in reality. A quote-unquote culture can be perfectly wonderful, and a person can also need something different emotionally, relationally, spiritually, athletically, uh, etc. People are unique, and so are the ways they respond to a culture. And each decision is unique. The football and softball programs aren't the same program. Right. So, uh, yeah, I just... I just uh, I don't know I don't I don't subscribe to any of that at all. Though it is an interesting predicament that Oklahoma fans find themselves in that back-to-back years. The these these talents that are otherworld otherworldly in their sport were here and now now they're gone. I mean it's just unfortunate from that standpoint. It is. You look at what what could have been. I mean Jordan's different. She already won you two national championships. I hate looking back at this too, but if Caleb Williams stays, it'd be a lot different. <laughs> but I don't want to go down that path anymore. Th- that's right, Kendall. Don't you dare badmouth the Sooner Mall. Sooner Mall has everything you could ask for. Uh, we did get a fingernails joke in there on the text line. That uh, <laughs> was almost guaranteed, right? Yeah, maybe more stores for 
to get your fingernails painted. From the 404, to the texter that said there was a culture issue, he's saying Seven Natty Patty has a bad culture. Unbelievable. And, and I don't even know that that was outright saying that, but at least saying, well, wait a second, is there something here? And I'm here to tell you, no, there is nothing to that, in my opinion. In, in my opinion. All right. Uh, we got to hit the top five stories of the day. They are presented by Newcastle Casino. Check out Newcastle Casino uh, for, uh, well, happy hour every day, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. They've got it going on over there. How about big story number five? Five. Big story number five. More uh, more talk out there, more reporting from one Pete Thamel of ESPN on potential expansion for the Big 12, potential realignment for the four corner schools, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State. Who am I leaving out? Utah. So more out there. Here's what Thamel writes this morning. Or rather, I guess this would have been yesterday evening. But he writes, what will Colorado do? Here's the bottom line on Colorado. It's met with the Big 12. It's been in the Big 12 in a prior life. It remains improbable the Buffaloes leave for the Big 12 until the Pac-12 presidents get a firm sense of what their next television deal is going to look like. And let's see, what else uh, could happen with the programs jumping to the Big 12? Uh, Prospect of Colorado leaving for the Big 12 is real enough that schools are already jockeying to see who else could join Colorado. And let's see here. This is what Thamel writes as well. The UConn meeting has some predicting that if Colorado does indeed jump to the Big 12, UConn is a top choice if none of the other four corner schools, those being Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, join the Buffaloes. And I guess there's some momentum on Memphis now all of a sudden. Oh, Memphis. Okay, yeah, and you say if Colorado goes, most likely UConn will also if those that way. If those four corner schools – None of them jump along them go. as well. So UConn would be, I guess, one of the top choices in line, according to Thamel, after an Arizona, Arizona State, or Utah. Though it seems like seems like there's some interest in Memphis as well, which, uh, you know, from a market standpoint, that, that part sort of makes sense. Basketball has been good. Football's been okay at times. Yeah, and this happens, man. Dude, basketball is going to be just insane for the Big 12 Conference. Just looking ahead. Because the talk about UConn, I mean, for all sports, but for just talking about basketball, they just won a national championship, and they're they're up there for one of the powerhouses in college basketball. Plank is uh, historically less convinced that this is going to happen, and I'm not saying it's happening, you know, next week or anytime particularly soon. I just, man, it just feels like at some point, one or two of these schools are going to leave the Pac-12 and come to the Big 12. It just feels like there's been so much talk about it. Well, we, we keep talking about it. Nothing's, nothing's really happening yet. Well, and that Pac-12 TV deal just hadn't been finalized yeah. yet. As soon as they've got a grant of rights and everybody's solid and you're locked in for five or however many years, okay, well, then it's not going to happen. But to me, that hasn't happened yet, and it just feels like, yeah, one of these schools, if it's Colorado – uh, that that would make sense because, well, they've been in the Big 12 before. I just think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Big story number four. Number four. Uh, U.S. Open. U.S. Open this week. And uh, let's see here. 
Speaking of golf, the Compliance Solutions ticket giveaway. I heard Toby this morning doling out inside the ropes tickets for the Compliance Solutions uh, Corn Ferry Tour event coming to Norman, coming to Jimmy Austin next week. Very cool. Mike, uh, the steel man, he'll have GA passes coming up these uh, next couple of hours once we hand off the baton at noon. And then, Teddy, my goodness, I mean, hospitality passes for Ted to give away. Pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. But the uh, PGA Tour commissioner, Jay Monahan, let's see here, this morning, three days before a U.S. Senate subcommittee, Uh, opened an inquiry into the PGA Tour's planned alliance with Saudi Arabia's public investment fund and the DP World Tour. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan told U.S. Senators in a letter that the federal government's inaction caused him to agree to the controversial partnership. So there's all sorts of conversation in golf that, uh, you know, the federal government maybe could get involved and sort of nix this merger between the PGA Tour and and Live Golf and the DP World Tour. And it looks like Jay Monahan got out in front of that with this letter trying to say, well, well, hang on a second, your inaction is what caused this partnership in the first place. Here's what uh, Monahan wrote uh, to the federal government. Quote, while we are grateful for the written declarations of support we received from certain congressional members, we were largely left on our own to fend off the attacks ostensibly due to the United States' complex geopolitical alliance with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. This left the very real prospect of another decade of expensive and distracting litigation in the PGA Tour's long-term existence under threat. End quote. So... That's uh, Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour saying, yeah, you're not going to come after us and nix this deal. A little spicy. Yeah, all of that will be interesting to follow. Meanwhile, me, I'm like, hey, can we just enjoy the golf this week? How about, was it the Canadian Open last time, the long putt? Oh, Nick Kaler, a 72-foot eagle to win it. They get tackled by the security guard. On the home turf, it was awesome. It was (laughs) great environment. Awesome. So uh, the U.S. Open, anybody you like this week? Brooks Kepka, man, has, has won now five and plays well in U.S. Opens. He's peaking now, yeah. That's probably one of my guys to put yeah, on top to win it. Scheffler has been playing really, really good golf. Some worry about the putter a little bit. But uh, I'd love to see Rory McIlroy win it. Just for chaos, and I know this will not go over well with some, Phil Mickelson winning this week yeah, yeah. would be interesting. Interesting. I'm always a big Rory guy, and I hear him. He's not. He's not been shy about talking what his feelings are. No doubt. And the PGA Tour, in some ways, I feel like kind of did him dirty. Made him out to to go be this face of the tour, and then all of a sudden, you're you're making a deal behind closed doors with the guys that uh, Rory's been out there publicly fighting against on behalf of your tour was uh, disappointing for Rory, no doubt. But uh, he's got to show me that he can go win a major championship when it matters. Hasn't been able to get that done. Big story number three. Number three. Hey, uh, cue up that Stanford walk-off winner one more time here for us. It, it's right in there. It's it's underneath. You don't have to go digging for it, Connor. There you go. Sounded like this. It was uh, dramatic at the end, and it was catastrophic for Texas. One one to Bowser. Bowser skies this one.
going to Omaha! Wow! In the twilight sky. In the twilight sky? Good night, Texas. I hate Texas, but man, that's just that's just such a bad feeling. Yeah, you hate you hate for a game to end like that when it was such a great uh, three game series in that super regional. I'm mentally preparing for automatic pushback on this via the text line, but there is a part of me that's like, oh, I feel bad for that outfielder. Just, both, <laughs> both of them, they couldn't. Both of them couldn't see it. The center fielder and the right fielder. Yeah, should have probably had help from center, and neither of them could find it. And a great call right there. So the final tickets, by the way, get punched. Stanford walks off Texas. Seven to six was the final right in in that contest. Tennessee over Southern Miss in the uh, if necessary winner take all. Tennessee five to nothing. They beat Southern Miss. Who is the bullpen guy for Tennessee that was going Just nuts last heat. night? I, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was touching. He touched one hundred two. He touches one hundred two. Strikes the guy out. And then goes crazy, <laughs> leaving them out. Man, that's the energy you want coming out of the pen to close it out. I gotta say, I think I'm a fan. I'm becoming yeah. uh, becoming a fan. I'll be pull- pulling big time for Oral Roberts yeah, just so, because they're such an underdog. Yeah, the Rocco's Jelly Shot Challenge is set. Yes, I saw Parker put out an Oral Roberts Jello shots uh, for him. Currently sits at eight point five over <laughs> under. Yes. We need, we need people to help out Oral Roberts for the jealous shots. I don't think you're going to need much help for Oral <laughs> Roberts. They will be America's uh, team. Yeah, they, they'll be popular for multiple reasons. The uh, College World Series bracket is set. Oral Roberts, TCU, Virginia, Florida, Stanford, Wake Forest, Tennessee, LSU. So that is Omaha. Big story number two. Number two. Uh, run Running out of time. In this little uh, segment right here for the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. Let's let's do our due diligence when we come back on, hey, here was Nikola Jokic afterward, the final call. The Denver Nuggets, they're the NBA champions, and it would have taken a lot for Miami to, to go win this final series. I, I definitely came into it and thought Denver was going to, to win this NBA Finals. Maybe not as decidedly as it wound up being, but uh, it kind of just felt like throughout this series, the Miami Heat role players ran out of gas. Yeah. And Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, first of all, Jokic just too good. And uh, it, it was simply, as they say, destiny for the uh, Denver Nuggets. And the Heat, the Heat tried to make it an ugly game, keep it low scoring, and the offense for the Miami Heat just, man, just wasn't there. They couldn't shoot very good, especially the last two games in the series. Miami's not too far away, though. You know, a couple of times, obviously, with Butler and Adebayo, they've gotten to this finals uh, stage and have not been able to, to close uh, the deal here. And so Butler, Adebayo, I like those two. And who you know what Lowry and and whatever they some of the ancillary parts they could probably upgrade. A yeah, little and bit. I, I guess it didn't help them with, with Tyler Hero being out. That's a kid that can you know hit, knock down some threes when he's in the game. Yeah, you know, I know they they definitely were missing him, but I, I don't think that they were beating Denver even with him. Jokic was just not going to be denied for uh, this march to a championship, and you know. To me, it's uh, in some ways, let's see what happens next for Nikola Jokic. Here's somebody who's already a two-time MVP. 
it, it felt Dirk Nowitzki-esque in the sense that un, unjustly so, it's like Nikola Jokic was this MVP that some people didn't put in the same category as other great stars of the game in that moment. And now because of this championship run, I mean, obviously he's immortalized as this great champion. And he might keep stacking them before it's all said and done. So uh, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Big story number one, we will combine. Number one. Number one. Number one. Well, the uh, obvious big story number one, Jordy Ball. Uh, the transfer portal decision has has been uh, announced yesterday afternoon, about an hour after we signed off. Uh, you're welcome, Mike Steely. Uh, a little easy take you through the afternoon breaking news note for you. Uh, Jordy Ball has uh, entered the transfer portal. We're guessing it's Nebraska. And then Derek LeBlanc entering the transfer portal as well on the gridiron for Oklahoma. So a day of transfers. We'll continue to react to those. The final moments, what did it sound like? for the Denver Nuggets as they track down the the first ever NBA title for the Mile High City. What did uh, the Nuggets have to say afterwards? We'll play it for you next, plus more reaction, more thoughts from you on the text line out there. This, your Newcastle Casino, top five stories of the day. Taking a timeout, Josh and Connor back with you in a moment. Back with you, it's the Flex Show, hour number three. Presented by Mop and Roofing. Appreciate Mop and Roofing. Check them out, Oklahoma. They've got you covered. Locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Mop and Roofing serving all of Oklahoma has been in business for over 35 years. 405-703-3843. So we got a couple on the the phone lines here? Yeah, we got Bill. Okay, hang hang tight for a second. Mr. Sports. Uh, Hang tight for just a second here. The... uh, Denver Nuggets, the NBA champions for the first time in franchise history. And afterwards, our man, Nikola Jokic, well, uh, he wasn't uh, he wasn't all focused about getting to the parade uh, ASAP. He was uh, a little bit discouraged about said parade. But the final call, it sounded like this. Uh, with I guess last night was Mike Breen's 100th NBA Finals game. Oh, re- wow. Or he, uh, I, I saw first take and some of those guys talking about Mike Breen. If it wasn't an even 100, he's now with this NBA Finals called 100 NBA Finals games. And uh, Mike Breen, synonymous, right? With he's the, great. The, the NBA Finals. He's, puts he's, it very, in, he's very bang. underrated. He's very underrated. Bang! Uh, I dig some Mike Breen. Uh, does a very good job. Anyways, here was uh, the final call as uh, the mountaintop. It's Denver's. Lowry's searching. Looking, looking. Finds Struce back to Lowry. There it is. Three-pointer. Won't go. Rebound. Paul won't pull. They're not going to foul. The Heat will let it play out. It's over. At last, the long wait is over. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. Finally. Finally. We're champions. We did it, Connor. Finally, us. Who who would have thunk it? Man, yeah, about time for Denver, man. They have such a great squad, and yeah, you got the perfect guy to b- build around with Nikola Jokic. Yeah, he's uh, he's a star. And what was the stat that they were showing earlier? That he's the first ever through the NBA playoffs to to lead the playoffs in points, 
rebounds, assists. It's like every, does everything. Every category he led throughout this postseason run. So I mean, obviously, just this individual championship run by itself, Nikola Jokic. If if nothing else from a championship standpoint gets accomplished for Nikola Jokic. This this one championship run, pretty historic. And afterwards, boy, he was uh, fired up for the parade, was he not? It sounded like, he was. <laughs> sounded like this. Minutes parade? When is parade? Thursday. No. <laughs> I need to go home. Hello. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> it's like... Uh, that's got to be the most disappointed anybody's ever been yeah. about a championship parade. Well, yeah, I think the and they interviewed him on the court after the game, and he said, "Oh, we did it. Now we can finally go home." That's all he's focused on. <laughs> we did it, and uh, now we can go home. Let him go see his horses. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff, though. All right, uh, to the phone lines, folks have been patient out there. Uh, Bill is up first. Bill, what's no, going on? Me, Josh. Mr. Sports. Oh, oh Mr. Sports. Sports is up first. Mr. Sports, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Hey, let me speak on this, okay? You speak on for, it. What's up? For these fans that want to compare Taylor Williams, Jordy Ball, even OU, it's different as night and day. Last time I checked, there was no beach or no movie stars in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. Well, there might be movie stars, but uh, there's definitely not a beach. Secondly, why would a young lady want to leave the greatest program on the planet right now to go play for somebody else other than she needs to go home or something like that? She's certainly not going to find anything out there that's better than what Patty Gasso puts on the field. So... But what brought me to the phone call, Josh, was this. When I when you read the text from the guy or whoever that said that oh you need to change everything up because we're losing top recruit or we're losing top players. Well, I don't know, my friend. You look around the nation, their schools losing top players every day, so I guess everything should change. Everybody's got I was problems. about to say, this happens not well, to just Oklahoma, but everywhere here's, else. Here's the deal, Mr. Sports. They're such individually unique situations. Caleb Williams, his head coach, decides to bolt in the night for USC, and he came to Oklahoma to be coached by Lincoln Riley. And exactly. so he follows Lincoln Riley. Jordy Ball wants to go home, has already done, outside of just doing that again and again, winning national championships, she has... She's been the best player in, in route to a national championship. Has won two, so it's easier it's easier to go home when you've been at the pinnacle of the sport. It's honestly it's it's noble in a way if uh, if what she says is really true that she's trying to grow the game in Nebraska and is embracing the challenge of trying to basically for for lack of a better comparison be the Nyjah Kennedy to uh, Nebraska softball program. And Josh, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, agree with you more. I don't, I don't think there's any more to this than what she said it was. And uh, you know, she's just that type of person. Uh, I feel anyway. Don't know her personally, but watched her, read about her, and it's this, you know, that type of person. You guys have a great day. You we'll too. Talk to you later. You too, Mister Sports. Appreciate the phone call. Apologize for that for Bill. We still have Bill waiting. Oh, he's in there. Yes. We have okay, Mister Mister Bill. Mr. Bill, good morning. 
Yeah, uh, I wish Jordy well since she's decided to transfer. Did not OU have a pitcher that they were red-shirting last year? S.J. Garrett is who you're thinking of. How is she doing? Oh, I mean, product, uh, product of development? Sounds like it's good. Sounds like it's good. Uh, that's that's what you hear about the, the process. But, I mean, we're going to find out. Well, Derek LeBlanc uh, brings me up some, some more. With him leaving, do you, you not see some worry about oh, you not being able to get some top-notch defensive linemen? He's oh. leaving without ever playing a snap. Yeah, just don't just don't know. You know, it uh, definitely is a stunner for somebody to enroll early and be gone this quick. It obviously makes you wonder about the homesickness and. Can they can they handle the workouts, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, there's some that feel like Derek LeBlanc wanted to play straight away, and that wasn't necessarily going to be a reality. So that part to me is a little bit shocking. I'm not going to hit the panic button yet. I will say this, though. With uh, the Tarber news and the LeBlanc news here, at the very least, if I wanted to be critical, the only thing I would say from a critical standpoint is, hey, this is the Oklahoma coaching staff that's signing both of these players and they're not sticking for, for whatever reason in different circumstances for each. And I, I think I think Oklahoma's going to be okay. I think that they've, they've went and found some nice defensive tackle help out of the, the transfer portal in Dejon Terry and with Sears. And, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm still pretty uh, bullish on what Coe and Kelly can be for Oklahoma or what Halton can develop into. So I'm not going to say that the sky is falling. I'm not panicked in that regard, but I am at least, I guess, uh, leaving the bookmark in the book and saying, okay, if things go poorly the next couple of years, is this a moment that we revisit with a LeBlanc? I'm not being critical or anything. I'm just saying I think it may be a reason to worry a little bit unless they get like a – and the kid from Delphi, I can't have a stone. David Stone. My, the, uh, Williams Winery. Williams and the kid from Texas, I can't think of his name. Nigel Smith, a lot of folks like. Uh, yeah. If they don't line up and get at least a couple of these kids, uh, I'm not saying it's panic, but I think it's time. To that would be disheartening. That, that, that would be disheartening. If uh, if that happens for Oklahoma in this class, let's hope they get both. Let's hope they hope they get all three. Hey, Bill, appreciate the phone call, buddy. Oh, Have do. a nice morning. All right. Do a break. A couple more segments, then we hand it off. We're running out of real estate. We uh, we got to figure out what what is Connor burning on this morning before we get out of here. Connor, Good. anything specific that uh, you need to touch on before we walk out the door? I can think of something when we come back. We touched on quite a bit what's been happening the last few days. Yeah, we've hit the high notes, I think. But uh, if you if you have any burning hot takes that you need to share on the NBA Finals or the Stanley Cup Final or LeBlanc or Jordy or you name it, then uh, it's your floor, your stage next. Take it to T.O. It's the Plank Show. Back with you in a moment after this. Plank Show, we're back with you. He is Connor Pasby. I'm Josh Elmer. We call this the Plank Show right here on the Ref. It's the home of Sooner fans talking everything Oklahoma. And, man, uh, obviously we've had a busy start to the week with the Jordy Ball news and then quickly followed by the Derek LeBlanc news. What, what, what do you make of the Derek LeBlanc situation? 
I mean, yeah, it stinks to lose a kid like that, a four-star dude that was going to impact. That oh, literally just showed up. I know. That just showed up and didn't even play a game, so we didn't you know, really get to see much of him other than some clips of him in the spring practices and somewhat, but I don't think it's really that big of a deal to what we're making it. Because things like that happen, maybe not so early in the process, but you have kids like that that do leave. Our number three, by the way, is brought to us by Mop and Roofing, just so I do the uh, due diligence here. Mop and Roofing, they've got you covered, Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Mop and Roofing, serving all of Oklahoma. They've been in business for over 35 years, 405-703-3843. Frisco Sooner, what did he have to say here on the text line? Guys, I know this happens at every university, but... Do you guys think that the NCAA and or these universities should outlaw letting kids enroll early, or should I say take part in sports before their actual senior class graduates? I understand. I, I, I understand. I understand there are problems, legal problems there, but, man, I think some of these kids are nowhere near ready for that. I know I wouldn't have been at that age. I mean, yeah, you could take that risk a little bit if you are an early – enrollee going to a college at a man a year younger but I just know I I think back to myself I would have been ready to go at semester to college at least mentally I I thought I was ready (laughs) I thought a lot of things uh, my (laughs) senior year and first couple of years in college but uh, for somebody that wants to to go play college football I, 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 the answer for me is no. I, no, I think it's fine the way that it is. This is an unfortunate situ, situation, Frisco, sooner, where somebody came in and, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm homesick or the situation wasn't quite what I wanted it to, in certain instances, yes, I would say that probably maybe that extra semester would have been helpful. But generally speaking, I think it's more good than bad for me. That's kind of the new thing now. And if you're, a college to compete in college football to uh, enroll early. You don't see that in other sports. I just look at it and I say, here's an opportunity for someone to come in and physically get with the weight staff and nutritionally, all of that. You get a jump start there, and and it's worked out great for for players in the past. I mean, obviously, there's an instance here where it doesn't, and and probably others across the country, yeah, where it doesn't as well. But generally speaking, I think the intention of it is is good. Yeah, we've been getting some texts like these from one from the four hundred five. Could Jordy also want more playing time? Maybe want to hit more as well. Other great pitchers across the country pitch more more than more than Jordy does. A little worded weird. Hit. Okay, hit. Yeah. Kegel. Yeah, Kegel. Kegel. Uh, Keelani Ricketts was that player oh, at yeah. OU. Oh, yeah. And maybe, maybe there could be something there. But, uh, and maybe that's part of why we saw Jordy pinch running a little bit. Yeah. In well, the, uh, the World Series that Oklahoma had kind of maybe caught wind of some of this. But, I don't know. That That's very speculative. Well, we know she can hit because, man, she had a home run in the fall World Series when they had the inner squad. Oh, she's a great athlete. She's, yeah. She will be a valuable bat uh, at Nebraska if uh, if she wants to be in the lineup. It looks like she's one of those hitters, too, that if she just puts the ball on the ground in the infield, she's got a good chance of running it out. We've seen the speed, and that's why she comes in and pinch runs. I would imagine Jordy, like most every player, wanted to pitch and play as much as she possibly could 
But uh, I don't think that that was some big fracture with the coaching staff and all of a sudden she wanted to to leave and get out. I, I really don't. I, I just take it at face value that more than anything, Jordy Ball wanted to go home. Looks like this one's about LeBlanc, but it says some kids just don't fit the program. If, if he wants out, then next man up. And Oklahoma is okay at defensive line. Coy, uh, one text here, Coy. Something that uh, is annoying me about the Jordy Ball situation is people are trying to say she only went because of NIL. No, she didn't go because of NIL. We don't even know if NIL is involved. She blatantly said she's going because she misses her home and wants to be closer to her family. Thank you, Coy. Yes, Yes. I don't know why people are saying that because – it no no this is not nothing with nil. If she went to Nebraska, would you think that Nebraska softball would have some nil money to really throw out throw around? Not saying that Jordy is going there for that reason, or isn't deserving of said nil package. Yeah. She is. She could yeah if she wanted to do that. But I said earlier to me, it would maybe be naive to think that there's not in some way, shape, or form something nice from the NIL standpoint, even though that's not really been discussed or shared. or, But even with that, I would, to me, and this is being generous on the NIL side, I would say it's 80-20. That it's 80% I want to go home, I'm homesick, and my family, my friends, my boyfriend's there. I, 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 think it's, I don't think it's NIL-driven at all, for the most part. If Jordy wanted to help softball in Nebraska, she could go to Omaha and help build up Creighton's softball program. Or I she, think that'd or be she, awesome. Or she could help build the Creighton baseball program. See if they can get to Omaha. <laughs> I, either or, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be cool if she went. Well, or Omaha. Yeah. Omaha or Creighton. Either of those programs. One final break. We got to take it. Uh, I've got uh, this from Jim Nagy, who, uh, if you don't know who Jim Nagy is, is the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. And he had some nice things to say about a couple of Oklahoma offensive linemen, which uh, maybe we, we can let that drive some of our conversation tomorrow as well. Tomorrow will be very football heavy for us. Now we start turning the page on the, the decision with Jordy Ball and what's next for OU softball. We can still get into it if you want to, but tomorrow we're going to get the SEC schedule right for Oklahoma. Big so, day tomorrow. Yeah, I, I mean, I've kind of got tomorrow penciled in as final – uh, hey, who do you want on this schedule for OU Day? And uh, we'll be talking a lot of football. But what did Jim Nagy say about Oklahoma's offensive line? We'll share it with you next before we go. Ahead. Get out the door right here. It's the Plank Show on the Ref. Been a fun show. Been a fun, fast-moving show. One final time, Josh Elmer back with you alongside Connor Pasby. This uh, Today has been, in a weird way, It's it's been sort of a breath of fresh air and relief-driven. Yesterday was like, is this going to happen? What's going on? Is there some news with Jordy Ball? And then today it's like, okay, well, at least everybody can start moving on. Yeah, we got, we got the answer very quickly. Yesterday, it was really close to after we signed off. I think like it happened one hour. Steel Man show, yeah. Right at 1 o'clock. I had, uh, I had the uh, no teeth on. <laughs> nice. Had to, had to help Steel Man out as soon as it broke. All right, here we go. Here we go, Steel Man. So, said this before the break. Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, was uh, tweeting about Oklahoma. Any debate about which college football program has been O-line you 
over the past decade. Connor, it's got to include OU football. And the Sooners will reload again this year with guys like right tackle Tyler Guyton, who's near the top of our Senior Bowl offensive line board right now. Guyton, who played some H-back at TCU before transferring to OU, is so athletically gifted, as athletic as athletically gifted as any tackle in the 2024 class. There was some wow stuff on last year's tape when he was filling in for senior bowler Wanye Morris. Sitcher Andrew Rame, who's entering his third year as a starter, looked like a draftable player on junior tape, especially in pass pro, despite playing through a shoulder injury. And new transfer left tackle Walter Rouse started 39 games at Stanford but wasn't able to do much this offseason after having shoulder surgery. Senior bowl had late draftable grade on Rouse last season before he decided to return to school. Senior Bowl has had six of Bill Bedenboe's players in Mobile over the past five years, and there's a good chance that pipeline from Norman will continue this year. It is OLU. And we will continue that conversation tomorrow about uh, the offensive line and a bunch of football-related topics as football will be front and center on the home of Sooner fans for us tomorrow with the SEC schedule unveiling. Uh, not not too far away uh, tomorrow night's when uh, we're going to find all of that out. That's it for us. Thanks for all the calls, for all the texts. Appreciate you always, Ref Army. For Connor, I'm Josh. We'll do it again tomorrow. So long for the Plank Show, the Steel Man, and Thune at Noon coming your way next. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>